I'm Roxy. And I'm Nick. And this is the Pub Trotters podcast, a hopefully monthly podcast where we talk about the bizarre and brilliant world of beer and the strange venues that serve it. We are not beer or pub writers or experts. A year ago, we put together a group of friends who enjoy hanging out together, trying new things in the beer pub world called Pub Trotters. We meet up once a month and we thought it might be fun to talk about it and share our stories and experiences. joined by fellow pub trotters, Nan and Nora. Hello. Hiya. And today we're at Manor of Woolworth in Bermondsey. Well, no. I'm an elephant castle. Woolworth. Southwark. Southwark. Kennington, an elephant castle. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where you're pulling Bermondsey from. Well, is it not Bermondsey? No, Bermondsey's in Southwark. Oh, we're yeah, a bit further yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, we're Woolworth. Okay, we're Woolworth. That's why it's called Manor of <laughs> Woolworth. Just putting it out there. Um, and we're on episode five. Woo-hoo. Five? Five. Oh my goodness. No. It's happening. They've already run out of guest hosts. Invite <laughs> 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 me back for a second Niles time. Niles on yeah. his second rotation. Yeah. Um, so he's a favourite. He's a favourite. He's Pub Trot's favourite. <laughs> so, what have I been up to? Um, as per usual, I've just been at loads of gigs recently. I was at a gig last night, uh, I was away in Bristol last weekend for gigs. As everybody in Pub Trotters knows, that's all I really spend my social time doing. So last night I went and saw a band called Mets, uh, supported by some pals called USA Nails, and they are absolutely excellent. Where was the gig? At Studio 9294, which is in Hackney Wick. It's fairly... It's not a new venue, but it's started to sort of ramp itself up in terms of what it's got there. Um, in, I want to say February, March, it had um, KEXP, which is a really big alternative music uh, radio station in Seattle, and it had a big load of shows over there. So Idols did a really small show there, and they had pick all of the like, UK bands that they wanted to showcase. Sounds lovely. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really, venue. It's a really cool venue. It's got a really cool bar next door. There's a really excellent beer bar one minute away from it called Beer Merchants Tap. That's what we're interested in. Yep, and it is just around the corner from Hackney Wick. So if you get off Hackney Wick and you'd go towards Howling Hops and Crates, which is on one side, it's actually the other way. You come out the station and go the other way. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really good. I would massively recommend going there for any beer. Before. I think we need a bit of a tour around there, don't we? And stop off at all those beer joints yeah. and yeah, a gig afterwards. Good. Yeah, if we can get one arranged, yeah. Get a, get a gig going. <laughs> How about you now? What have you been up to? I've been being really boring, Roxy, um, because I've got like an assignment due in a couple of weeks. It's about 5,000 words. Mm. For the first time in seven years, I'm doing like <laughs> schoolwork and it's terrifying. But last week, we were preparing to um, accept a new flatmate into our flat. Um, my best mate's fiance, who's oh. traveling over from Brazil. She's finally got her visa. We like this, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you guys don't have a veto over that. Um, but yeah, so we're invited. Uh, she'll be arriving in about two weeks, and so last week we did like a massive purge of the flat, mm. just getting rid of all the clutter and all the excess things because it actually hasn't been cleared out. It's been off and on for 25 years, different people living there, and just the accumulated tat of 25 years. So lots of trips to the charity shops, um, and we also picked up um, relevant to beer or to beer and pub trotters. Um, we picked up some nice. Uh, chilled like kind of coolers 
for um, for large bottles of beer. Fantastic. Because this is how Brazilians drink their beer. They are, they keep it in a cooler. They have a large bottle, and everybody has a tiny little glass, and you share the big bottle oh, around, nice. and you'll sit in like a, a pateco or pateca. I forget what it's called. Absolute pros. It is, yeah, no, and it's a, it's a really nice way of drinking beer. Because then, like, by the time you get to the end of a pint. Yeah. It'll be kind of lukewarm yeah. and that kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I think it's a, kind of the continental It's, like, it's like a wine cooler. It's like when you get the thing out of the freezer exactly, and exactly. you put it on there. So yeah, so yeah, I'm kind thing. of all for this. And you also drink a bit less when you do it. You drink a bit slower. Yeah. Although when I'm sitting opposite my, my mate Michael, because he's... He's just shot in it. He's just shot in the whole And you're watching, you're watching the beer that you've bought just go down and down and down. So it does turn into a bit competitive. Yeah. But I think we need it's to like, get into that. It's like Centurion. We need to get into that. Like <laughs> we need to get into a more Brazilian mindset when it comes to drinking. I think, um, particularly coming this this heat wave. Um, but yeah, no, um, being quite boring. But apart from that, just preparing for the new arrival. That's so exciting. What about you, Roxy? Um, I've not been up to too much. Yesterday I went to Brew by Numbers and tried the new double IPA, sour cherry and raspberry. Did you go to the one uh, Brew by Numbers in Peckham? In Peckham, yeah, that's the new where I was. Your beer of the month is, isn't until the next segment? <laughs> it didn't quite hit beer at the moment, nah. but it is. I mean, it's the one there, and it was just a really lovely day, sunny. So that was one of my highlights. Um, quite a while ago, um, me and Laura went to Portals Festival, mm -hmm. and that was banging. Oh, I've forgotten about that, actually. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I've been doing. Yeah, that was really good. That was a really good weekend, wasn't it? And that was like my highlight really of the month. Yeah. It was like a mini arc tangent. A what? So Arc Tangent is a festival. It's been going for about six years now. It's all post rock, math rock, noise rock, um, sort of premier festival for everything that's alternative in that sort of sense. And the guys from it's in it's in Bristol. It says Bristol. It's actually in Cheddar Gorge, um, just outside Cheddar Gorge. But the guys that run portals are in a math rock band that's called Codices, and that's how they sort of have that connection so they've been putting this on yeah codices co 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 oh co not co-disease yeah it's like a, a disease that we're sharing <laughs> yeah co-disease no codices co so it looks like codices okay. if you if you spell it um but yeah it's really good yeah it's great my highlights were lamb wars yes you did like them. i really did like them like <laughs> irish oh good <laughs> I, I i mean I, I knew that i totally knew that <laughs> Uh, they're also a two-piece band, and to be fair, that's like my favourite thing. two-piece band? Yeah, super mathy. And I love a two-piece band. Can someone explain, because I'm apparently 90 years old, what is math rock? It's just highly technical. It is, it's it's music for musicians, ah. essentially. I'm not a musician, but I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's not a very good example of math rock. But yeah, I it's, don't think I like yeah, it's super, it's super technical, yeah. um, usually really quite pared down, usually no vocals. Um, and everyone that I know that's in a math rock band, they're like, yeah, we make mu music, unfortunately, for other musicians to listen to. That's like 90% or 95%. Fair enough. So if you, if, if you get that, you must feel like a bit of a smart cookie. Yeah, that's why I usually get my fill quite early on. I'm not that clever enough to get it. Roxy, she's she's I love loving it. it. I do, I love it. What does it go again, Roxy? Do it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's like perfect. That. All right, yep, sold. I'll give them a listen. What's the band name? 
Lamours. Yeah. That's a free plug, Lamours. Yeah. And Roxy, Roxy and I had very contrasting views on another band who I really like, that are called Polymath, which are a really heavy end of math rock. You're, um, an, English, you're an English teacher though, right? Yeah. Right, okay. Is this just something like you have to do in your spare time because you don't get to teach math in school? Exactly. No, I just, I just love music. But yeah, Roxy literally like left. They were the pinnacle of what I hate. I hate, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I hate racism. <laughs> yeah, she yeah she was like I I am done. I just looked at her and she went no, no. I hate this and I was like oh, okay. what I love this. I know what I like. So yeah, not that. But it was really good. But highlight no highlight was McCluskey. Yeah, McCluskey was hundred percent. Highlight was McCluskey. Lots of energy. Yeah, yeah, loads of fun. Send us free stuff, McCluskey. It's it's fine. I'll try and get Damien to send us some free stuff. Yeah, oh, you know McCluskey. I know Damien who's in McCluskey. All right. Special guest, here we come. Yeah, I know. We need to get like some more. I was just saying to Roxy before we started this, we need to get more celebrities. I was looking for more like Ian McAllen or whatever, but yeah, <laughs> Damien from McCluskey. We can go to his pub That's what, that, that was the hook. Oh, that was the hook. Watch this space, guys. It's gonna go. Should we talk about the pub? Yeah, let's talk about the pub. So what do we think? Where are we? <laughs> We're not in Bermondsey. <laughs> We're not at the Mount of Walmart. <laughs> We're down the road from Elephant and Castle. Yeah, it's called the Manor of Walworth. Yeah. Oh, just decor. Yeah, Very it's grand. really interesting. Actually, it's kind of like shabby chic. There's some taxidermy just looking at us in quite a suspicious manner. Some lovely fairy lights. Yeah, it's a, it, a, do you know what would strike me as? And we're, we're saying this on what is so far the hottest day of the year so far in London. 32, is it? I don't know. I think it's 32. It's getting hotter. Know, it's hotter on that this strikes me as a very nice winter bar. Agreed, agreed, I would say that. It's actually got a nice, it's got a large garden though yeah. at the back, which is quite nice. The front's quite shady. But it's very cosy. Cosy kind of place. And it's like lots of exposed brick, lots of burgundy colours, and lots of portraits of oil people who I don't know. I mean, who's this guy? He doesn't even have his name. He's not that important. I think it's like a Christmas Eve party. Yeah, or New Year's type of... Alright. Yeah, come for a Christmas. So come here in five months then, we said? Yeah. Unless you're going to go to the beer garden. I didn't see the beer garden. I haven't checked it out yet. What is the beer garden He does the job. It's ah. large, it's got picnic tables, uh, it's got two parasols. Is, is there sun? Does yes. the sun get in? Yeah, no, it's absolutely Lots of tall buildings. It's absolutely roasting out there and it's really, really sunny. There you go. And was it really busy? No. This is something I have to ask that, people. That no. could be the time of day. What time are we at? At two o'clock. Yeah, on, on a Saturday, people should be here and drinking in the sunshine. So there you go, there's a hot tip if you want a calm atmosphere. Yeah, calm atmosphere near Elephant Castle come down. And what is it, like six minutes from the station? Yeah. Six minutes walk or something on Walworth Road? Yeah. I was very fortunate when I, very, I got the bus here and uh, as soon as I walked through the door, I was offered a pint um, by my lovely co-hosts here. Um, so I didn't even get to see the beer selection. What's it like? It's got a... There's a um, Peckham, what's it called? Pe- there's, uh, there's a brick brewery beer on there, isn't there? And there's a there's a Peckham pale, yeah, on there. So it's golden. It's got quite a choice sort of menu, really, hasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's sort of selected, most probably for for the punter. There's like pale on there, pills, etc. It covers all all bases. And on the chalkboard outside, I saw something about pickle and flip burger. Ah, Which I yeah. thought was a sex act at first, but no, I think it's, um, <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's written because there's a food truck parked outside. 
is it that or do they do food here? Do we know? I think it's a food truck. I mean, that's a guess. I think it's maybe a food we should truck. maybe we should ask whenever we're talking to the proprietor. Yeah, later. double check yeah. that. Yeah, and that's quite nice. That's quite a normal feature now, isn't it? A pub they have like a pop up. I love a food truck. Mm. Yeah, I do, Every and I like it. I like truck. it when they have a rotation, so they sort of have. Like, a do you ever go to like Hootenanny around Brixton? I have been there, yes, I have that. Where you've got like the picnic tables outside, there's maybe like three or four different stalls yeah. that you can go to. Oh, I can go there, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah, venue as well. Yeah, it's quite a, it's a thing that a lot of places are doing now, especially if they don't have a kitchen, they'll get sort of a food truck in on like a residency. Yeah. And yeah. give everyone a chance as well. Yeah. Mm. I think that's good. It's a, yeah. it's a bit bad for the, the like, um, I want to know what I'm getting kind of thing. Oh yeah, you never know what you're going to get, but I like that. Often on their website, so they will say who they've maybe got there for a while. I know that Mother Kelly's at Vauxhall often have that, like a rotation of um, vendors. Oh, I need to go there to eat. I've drank there, but I'm actually starving, guys. (laughs) (laughs) The food truck is not open. No, it's not open. (laughs) Staying on the Brazilian thing, by the way, um, my local has started selling Brazilian pizza. Did you know that was a thing? No, what's a Brazilian pizza? No idea. I need to go check it out. But the last time I was in Brazil and I tried pizza, it was awful. So I hope it's not like that. Maybe it's just got loads of meat on it. So love. Barbacoa. That's it. That's what it's called. Maybe it's just a pizza on that. Behave. <laughs> that would be quite cool. No. So we're moving on to beer news, beer news, beer news. Do you have a jingle for this yet? I know. I was trying to create one. Oh, I thought that's what she was doing there. Anyone else want to try? I think if we were maybe get Lamb Wars involved, like Roxy could create a jingle with them. I think they'd be up for it. I'd be banging. Or McCluskey. One or the other. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a bit more of a stretch. That'd be a different vibe. Yeah, it'd be more angry. Right. Satirical. Beer news. No, it'd just be it'd just be very sharp and cutting and sarcastic. We don't want to be sarcastic about beer news. We love beer news. Beer news. That's why you need beer Do you want to lead off the beer news there, yeah. Roxy? Uh, what have I got? Okay, I don't know why I'm singing, I can't sing. Um, <laughs> just excited, it's a lovely day. It is a lovely day. Yeah. Um, so, tapas beer. Right. Anyone had it? Yes. Anyone drank it? Yes. The best beer in the world. Yeah. I missed the name. Trappist. Trappist? Yeah, like, like a b- Belgian Trappist monks. I, exactly that. I thought you were talking about like animal trappers to get their furs. <laughs> no, no, not trappers beer. Trappers, not trappist. No, what about trappers beer, Roxy? So they've just launched a website. Which the is... monks are on the web. <laughs> the monks are on the web. Big so news. That, so that is the big news. <laughs> yeah. This is this is quite big because before it was quite hard to get hold of. Yeah, Jesus has said, and get on the web. <laughs> now you can pre-order it. I mean, you still got to go and collect it. But you can collect it. Pre- pre-order pre- 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 Pre-order and collect from Belgium. <laughs> you still got to go there. But do they only like bring like a limited amount of beer every month or something? Why do you have to pre-order? They do just over 5,000 barrels annually. And is it really good? And do people, is it in high demand? Mm. Very, yeah, very high demand. So if you then go on the website, go, yeah, I'm going to Belgium next month because we do all the time. Okay. You can get there on the Eurostar? You get on the Eurostar. Yeah, we did. We, we've both been separately in yeah. the not too distant past. There you past, go. Yeah, all the time. Um, so, yeah, we can uh, go there, collect our beers and come back. Yeah, it's essentially, it's like the champagne of the beer world. Well, here's the difficulty if you're going on the Eurostar. And this might be a bit more of uh, news. The Eurostar have limited the amount of drink that you can bring on board. They didn't check my bags. I brought back. I'm just saying what I saw in the newspapers. <laughs> I don't work for the real industry or anything. You get back on the Eurostar with just bottles of beer. That's yeah. all you just can Just clinking. Hear. They right. see how many yeah. people are clinking. <laughs> but, they, but they limited it 
and then they've changed the rules again because there was such a public outcry. Well, said, I like, love that. I can't, I can't get I sloshed on, I, on the I, train, I, yeah. That's one of my favourite things when people have an outcry about just getting pissed. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean I can't get slaughtered for <laughs> two hours? I was so upset whenever Diane Abbott started drinking gin and tonic on the tube. Who doesn't do that? Yeah, yeah. But also, there was recently that uh, lady who was, she's gone viral because she was drinking pink gin oh, out of a glass. That was great. So it's like, Ostritz, 
which is near the Polish border, because there was a neo-Nazi music festival, and they were so angry, the public and the police, that this was this event was happening. The public, so that the police banned like all the sales and took the um, alcohol from the festival and then the public of the town were thinking well they're just going to go and buy alcohol in the local supermarkets and they went and bought all of the beer in the local area to stop them having that so they're not stopping they weren't stopping them having that but they were saying that if you're going to have this you're going to have a terrible time you're going to have a sober a sober (laughs) ass festival you're going to have a sober neo-nazi music festival (laughs) and you're going to try and enjoy that I imagine I imagine race hate isn't as fun without alcohol I don't know I just thought it was a great story it was one you know it's not one of those heartwarming tales not really like a chipmunk on water skis or whatever it's not one of those but it, it warmed the cockles of my heart definitely oh, that they, had, uh, they, they had done this so yeah props to uh, like well done to, to the what's the town called again Ostritz Ostritz in Germany yeah, well done lads you've got the pub trotter seal of approval yeah. although here's me thinking that like general Nazi stuff was banned in Germany anyway I think it's most probably not it probably wasn't marketed in that manner but I don't know if it was I didn't research into it enough to see if it was something that was like an annual thing or whatever but I just thought it was great and it was clearly something that the the public were not happy about happening Um, but instead of kind of heading them off at the pass and saying you can't have this and then saying freedom of speech whatever making them martyrs freedom of speech freedom of hate speech all of that sort of stuff they just went okay still have your bullshit festival but sober <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great subtle protest yeah, yeah. Like, well done lads you. I actually think it's better because they, they, they weren't stopped from you having all, it they probably had a fantastic time because then they had all this alcohol that they had to drink yeah they probably had their own little festival <laughs> yeah. of like the <laughs> FU neo-Nazi yeah. music festival so, I, yeah, so. I thought I just it, it, was a, it was a great story linked by beer I like Beer it. brings us together, guys. Yeah, and stops fascism as well. You've heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Pub Trotters, yeah. exclusive, yeah. <laughs> beer of the month, beer of the month, beer. 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 Beer, beer of the month. Just to clarify, it's uh, beer of the month. Beer of the month. Beer of the month. <laughs> <Beer> of the <laughs> month. <laughs> Who's going to start with that beer no, of the month? Would you like to start with beer of the month? Uh, I can start with beer of the month. Yes, my beer of the month was a beer that we had a couple of weeks ago. I was actually with Roxy when I had this beer of the month. Um, it was just a Saturday, wasn't it, when yeah, we just went out. It was actually the last time that it was nice weather on a Saturday. Um, and it was right at the beginning of the month. Right at the beginning of the month. And we just went out in Dalston? Yeah. Yeah, it was Dalston. Yeah. We featured Dalston on this podcast before. Well, there's a seamless link there. Check out episode three, also featuring Niall McGordy. And, and Dalston. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just were out in Dalston. We went to a place called Beer and Burger. Oh yeah, I loved it. Um, and their beer selection is really, really good. They've got about 10 taps there. It's a really, really tiny place. And then they've got huge fridges with just a really excellent selection oh, in selection. there. Yeah, really good, interesting selection. You could um, spend the whole day just picking a different beer. Yeah, for every thirty minutes. Everything that's everything that's good, all that you would want is there. But I had one of the beers that were on tap, and I chose it because it's one of my sort of favourite newer breweries, which is a brewery called Wonder Beyond from Manchester.
Manchester and I recognised them because when I went to the Beaver Town extravaganza in September, right towards the end when you're kind of trying to just get the dregs of what there was, there was, they had a thing that's called um, their mini milkshake um, IPA and it was it's probably a little inebriated at the time, but I had it really low ABV, and but for a lactose IPA, it just tasted so nice. Really? You look shocked by no, lactose. I mean, no, it's just because all, all the kind of like milky kind of beers uh-huh. that I've heard of are kind of stouts generally. No, and I'm not a stout drinker, no. but I love the creaminess of. The, of the lactose and they've started doing some lactose wow. IPAs I love it if they've got one I'll have it um, I looked after a friend's cat recently and they said what beers do you want I was like lactose IPA lactose IPA so I've got some bangers at home um, definitely check that out it kind of sounds like almost like a cream soda kind of vibe yeah, or, yeah. kind of it was so nice and I think I went back and had like three of them at the end I was like hit me up really quickly so for our um, listeners again what's the name of that but beer this, but this one was a new one and I haven't seen it for a while and this is called the Wonder Beyond and it was called the mini strawberry shake and it was so wonder good. wonder beyond mini strawberry shake yeah you had a, a, a miniature sip but Can just I, super light fruity, i would ask the question though could you drink more than one of those things 100 percent. i had like three all right yeah because usually with those kind of like novelty kind of beers i can no, drink one. no no it's not heavy and that's one of the things that's really nice about it and like i said when i discovered their mini milkshake one i was expecting it to be quite thick quite claggy on the palate but it was just it's really super it's really fresh but it just has this creaminess that kind of makes it a bit less bitter wow so it's really I'm nice perfect beer for sunny weather oh it was great and a beautiful yeah? color yeah. like a beautiful peach oh yeah color. really pretty Right, you. I'm, I'm, you've actually you've sold it. I'm, I'm, I want to find it now and get it. Yeah, Wonder Beyond Mini Strawberry Milkshake. That's my beer of the month, and I would have um, it every day. I, I feel I feel a bit kind of intimidated now because you did a, an expert dissection there of a beer, <laughs> whereas mine is literally just. I went to the pub last week and had a really nice beer. Great, great. That's, but that's the best type. So, have either of you been to Mother Kelly's? Yes, yes. Which one? Right. You see, this is the thing. I thought it wasn't a chain. It's a chain, and I only figured that out this morning. Well, there's three locations. Yeah. in London. Okay, so it's not a massive chain. No, no, no. It's not okay. a chain. It is an independent, but there's three. Right. See, I'm I'm learning on this podcast. So yeah, I went to the one in Vauxhall. Oh, right. yeah, that's good. Um, it's set in the uh, archway underneath. A railway arch, mm-hmm. um, and I love the bar because fantastic kind of like beer hall kind yeah. of vibe, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. with like the annoying really loud music. Yeah, it's got like the long tables. What I was, what I say about Mother Kelly's, I know this isn't a bar review; it's a beer of the month. But I have to give a shout out to the staff there. They are the nicest bar staff I've ever. I'm doing like my Trump finger. Yeah, the, nice, the nicest ever. Forget about it. They're All really, other bar staff losers. They're really knowledgeable as well, though. And, and infinite patience. Like, you know, it wasn't like a kind of a, oh, because they've got like 24 beers on that yeah, menu. Yeah. So there wasn't like a kind of like, oh, God, because I'm, I'm not I'm not like a beer aficionado or anything. But they were like, oh, try this, try this. Do you like this? And uh, just fantastic people. Um, really good people. Um, but I had number 24, which was um, their North X House IPA. 
Oh, so it's their co- collab with North Brewing. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, see, we've actually got an expert here. <laughs> okay, this beer is really good. Um, I'm not sure how much more I can say, but it's got like kind of slight fruitiness to it. Um, I'm very light and refreshing because whenever I was thinking like a kind of a fruity IPA, I was like, right, yeah. I'll, have, I'll have one of these and done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, I had maybe three. Mm-hmm. And it was very nice. Despite there was 24 different selections there, and I had the same beer three times. That's sacrilege. Yeah, yeah. what's your of the month? Um, so, I went to Brew by Numbers, and they had a cool head brew uh, takeover. I mean, I haven't got my own tapped with me, so I can't go through every one I tried. Because all of them were really good. Which I think she probably one. forgot to log most of them. <laughs> 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 Hang on, you guys go drinking, and you log every beer that you drink. <laughs> if it's not, not interesting, okay. I like to do that. It's like I, bird I, watching? I, I personally like to do it, because I like to see if I've had it before or not had it before. If I've had it before, what did I do? Laura's actually a great addition to this podcast. The rest of us are idiots. I don't like logging them on at the time. I like logging them the next day. When you've forgotten about them? No. You just make them more, yeah. Oh yeah, fruity tones. I, I just, because if you remember it the next day, you know it's a banging bit. If you forget uh, about it, then it's... There's something in that, I think. No, I think, I think you're right, actually. Obviously, that is a good idea. But I also think it's good to look up beers if you're not sure. Well. Give it a bit of a behind the scenes of this podcast is that I generally pick my beer of the month about two hours before I start recording this. <laughs> so I, I knew what my beer of the month was the moment I had there you it. Go. And actually, when I saw Laurie the next day, I think I just banged on about it. So I think yeah. probably talk I think about she it. already said that it was going to be a beer of the month. Yeah, I already knew. I was what like, was it called, Roxy? It. So here we go. Um, I don't know if she's uh, even mentioned it. She hasn't, no. We've just been yet. talking shape for a moment, right, like five minutes now. <laughs> she's really building it up. If yeah. we're really just by this, come on. Um, for a sh- <laughs> so it's a salty yeah. licorice, raspberry sour. Ugh, uh, grim. <laughs> right, it sounds grim, doesn't it? It, it? Sounds it so does. Horrible. It and who like- was it? Cool head. Cool head. And also, it sounds really grim. And I hate licorice. Yeah, Do me you? too. Like, I'm a seed at all, anything. No, it's horrible. But it was the best beer in the world. Really? It must be good then if you don't like licorice. I hate licorice. But this beer is some. I honestly have never tried anything like it. What's it called again? It was a salted licorice raspberry sour. And what was the... Do you know the brewery who made it? Or? Cool Head. Cool Head. It was honestly amazing. Right, okay. So what was it like? Was it like quite a... Was it quite a sour that really sort of gets you at the back of the mouth? What was I it like? I don't think she can I guess remember. Because, no, maybe, <laughs> maybe she's she's going to make it up. Maybe that's the problem. That's what was good about it. I think it was the salt and the sour. It, because it was the Where's combo. the salt come from? The salted licorice. Ah. ah. But here's the thing. Every time they say, say salted anything to do with sweeties, like salted caramel, for example, yeah. I never taste the salt. But you're not supposed to. It's like a flavour enhancer. What's the point of having it? Because the, the combination in your mouth of salt and sweet like offsets No, it. I love it. Like, I love... Um, do you ever have like a piece of dairy milk and then you eat a chip afterwards? Yeah, with the, yeah you, get that. That. Oh. you get the chocolate with sea salt. Yeah. And yeah. what it does is it, en- it enhances the flavour because it's, it's sparking more of your taste buds. Right, okay. There you go. I don't know even if... It's, it is the combo and it does make you feel weird. But you must be able to taste it because you were the one who said salted. Yeah, like you can taste the salt, but also the feeling in your mouth is very different to like any other beer I've ever had. Wow, okay. So you've got to try it. I mean, interesting if nothing else. I think it must, if you don't like licorice and you, and you liked it, it must be good. That's what, has, that's what has me cause, in. Yeah, because I'm not the biggest licorice fan, although I will bang back a Sambuca uh, <laughs> at, uh, you know, at certain inebriated states but 
I feel that I would not choose that beer because I'd be thinking yeah. it's going to be a bit overpowering. Can I ask why you went for it? So, we were, we were actually at Brick Brewery trying out one of their beers. Oh my gosh, I've forgotten which one. That's awful, isn't it? But anyway, whilst one of their delicious beers. What, yes. One of their amazing beers. Send us free Brick, stuff. Brick Brewery, Boxy's favourite. Oh, it's my favourite. It, it, it's one of my favourites. Brick Brewery. Brick Brewery. Yeah, um, really good. And whilst we were there, we did like a beer tasting and we met other people at the beer tasting and they were like, yo, cool head, you're doing a takeover at Brew by Numbers. Yes. They, yeah. what were they from, 95? <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a backwards cap on? I don't think they did say it Bill and, Was it Bill and Ted? <laughs> yeah, so a most bodacious pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I met Bill and Ted. Totally tubular. And they were like, oh, so yeah, cool headed down the road, you've got to try it and you've got to try this bit and that's why I tried it. Because uh, I wouldn't yeah. have tried it otherwise. Okay. That's really nice. I actually quite like that, that you would it's something you wouldn't have tried and yeah. you really, really liked it. Good one Amazing. on the recommendations then. Always so ask. It, so what's it called again? Cool <laughs> Cool Head. Cool Head. Salted li- uh, licorice raspberry sour. Probably the, the most adjectives I've ever heard in a beer tonight. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. At least it's as what it is, not one of those ones that's called like state of confusion. Oh yeah, like hippie heels or some yeah. shit. Yeah. So what are we going to move on to now, guys? Are we going to talk about some summer pubs? We're going to do some summer pubs. Summer, I mean, summer, summer pubs. Summer. Oh, I don't it's know. Like summer, that. summer time. Yeah, oh. I was trying to do a new jingle. I'm not sure it worked. I liked it. I, I, was I, I got it straight away. Um, I think what I will say, we're going to talk about summer pubs in London. Yeah. But so to all our international listeners. Super international. But the thing is, in London, it's re- it is sometimes quite challenging. If you are more towards central London, it's quite challenging to in find a, a pub. In a city of small pubs wedged yes. in between big buildings, yeah. finding a lovely beer garden or even patio yeah. is a challenge. When it's 32 degrees like it is today. Yeah. And you can often, like the places that you like in the winter, you're like... Like this pub. Like, nah, I'm not going there. But this is a surprise. This, this, this is a surprise. Uh, well, you wouldn't think it coming in. No. Um, but yeah, we wanted to talk about some summer pubs that people might want to visit if they are in the central London vicinity. Not exclusionist <laughs> at all. You can come to visit. It's when you get off work, isn't it? That's what we're all talking about here. Yeah. When you get off work and you're like, where do you go? If it's a Saturday and Sunday, you want to get some people together. And you're all coming from different parts of London. Yeah. Where do you Where do you go? To pay more for your pint. Um, do you want me to start with talking about some summer pubs? Yeah, you start. I've got a right old list. I know, yeah, I know, I'm looking at it, I'm quite intimidating. I, I have not got a list We were informed about this feature maybe five minutes before we started recording. Yeah, I've got one. So I, I was scrabbling. To be, to be fair, Roxy and I did speak about this earlier. Well, I'm glad you told me about it last. <laughs> I'm not prepared. Um, so I was going to talk about some ones that are a bit more central-ish, um, and then some that are maybe a bit further apart, but um, one that I stumbled across about maybe about two years ago is the Crown and Shuttle in Shoreditch. Oh, I do oh excellent. Bar. I'm so glad you know that. Like right opposite the box park? Yeah, right opposite there, right near the station, on the crossroads there. I love upstairs, they've got a bar that's called Filthy Fannies. What? Well. <laughs> that's what it's called upstairs, it's the best bit. To our American listeners, you won't understand why that's so yeah. funny. It could be. Well, still, yeah, still I guess. Funny actually, funnier. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually the, the the bar at the front is not that big, but it's got a huge covered at the covered half outside it's like great. beer garden. It's at, the beer selection is good. It's it's there's enough there to keep you interested while you're there. Um, but it's just got a great outside space. Really, really good. Huge. Um, so if 
that's a really good place to go in that area. So this is slightly outside the central mm -hmm. London kind of thing. Dun, dun, dun. I know, God forbid. But it's an area of London I've never been to before. But I organised about a year ago. I organised a thing called Big Day of Fun. Oh, that sounds big great. Day of fun. Oh, Niles, big day of fun. That's literally what it's called. Wow. I've not been yet. Or BDOF. I can <laughs> Okay, I'm going to use Aaron yeah. for his little acronym. I'm yeah. excited about this shit. Beat well, off. Yeah, beat off, yeah. <laughs> that the could go a bit wrong. I think we need a bit more context first. What, what is your big day of fun? It's just a day where I uh, organise like, fun activities for all the lovely people who I've met in London. This was before I met you, Roxy. This is I was invited this year. Since. Yeah, but last year. <laughs> <laughs> Last, last year's one fell through. Anyway, oh, the I didn't first, know that. On the, really on the inaugural and previous one, because there's only been one so far. I love that. You've <laughs> been picking it up at this massive event. It's been one. Yeah, it's been one. But I want to have another one this summer, if you guys are interested. But anyway, let's get on to the bar, because yeah. these guys are interested in our sort of sorted social lives. It's called Nettle 360. And it's at the top of a abandoned tower block. So you'll see all these high rises. And so what you do is you go up there, it's in London Fields. Okay, you thanks go, for the location. Yeah, sorry, sorry, London Fields, so it's not that far from the centre. No, it's um, not, dead no, easy. You walk there and lovely you parts go to the yeah. So you go up there and what you've got is this massive rooftop bar mm -hmm. with fantastic views of London. Lovely. So even if you're a tourist yeah. and you're listening to this in Reykjavik or something, Come to London, go up to the top of there and enjoy a really laid back night. There's beanbags everywhere. There's like, um, ah, it's just great. Just yeah. go. Just go. Right. Love that recommendation. Nettle, My Nettle 360. And how do you spell Nettle? Because I thought you'd written N Nile 360 earlier. Yeah, I know. That would be great. Um, N-E-T-I-L. Okay. I'll have a little bit. And also, that sounds a bit like the pub I was going to recommend. Oh, yeah. Rooftop bars? Rooftop yeah. bar. Because that's where we've already We've already got a jingle. Oh, yeah. Is that here in the summertime? Yeah, it's the summer, I'm, summer I'm, pubs. I'm trying in this In the style of Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff. Round two. Yeah. Um, right, come on, rocks. So, uh, <laughs> get, get, get your rocks off. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I can't talk. Frank's Bar in uh, Peckham. Yeah. Oh. It's a rooftop bar. It's Ramo. You've got to get there. Early. Top of the car park. Top of the car park. I guess the, the dangerous thing with all of our recommendations is it busy? Yeah. I mean, you've got to be, you're going to get set there. Crown and Shuttle, it depends. Like, I've been there when it's absolutely fine, but I've also been there, actually I went there before I came and met you at the Beer and Burger place, but it was the day that uh, Spurs were doing ah. Champions League final, and it was football. absolutely, yeah. They, they won were the football. doing football, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was Ramo, but... I'm, I'm going to do another shout out for uh, Crown and Shuttle for the Furies and the Voodoo Pizzas right across the road. Yes. I did have voodoo pizza before going in there as well. So. You can buy pizza by the slice, New York style. Nice. But it costs significantly more than in New York though. But Frank's is great. It's a proper Peckham institution. It is, and also it's got beautiful views of London. Did you say it was in a car park? It's at the top at of the, the top car park. Of the yeah. And disused car park. Right. It's now Peckham levels. I'm now trying to remember the one... There's one literally a couple of doors down. The bussy? Yeah. Yeah, the, the bussy Oh, bussy bar, yeah. yeah and, and actually, the one on uh, the bussy bar is better in some ways because it's a lot quieter often than France. Yeah. And it's got a bit of a Tropicana vibe. Okay. So you can feel like there's a bar. There's a bar right around the corner there called. Do uh, you so you go down that alleyway that has like bussy on it? Yeah. But there's one. I think it's just called like Social, like Peckham Social oh, or something like that. Yeah. Now, when you walk in, it's got like that like fake grass on on the floor. Uh, 
and it feels a bit like a um, like a brunchy kind of cafe. Yeah. But it's a really good boozer. Oh, nice. Yeah. Definitely recommend that. Um, the other place I was going to mention that's quite, well, two places that are quite central as well, if you're in the central area, is a pub, in the, a pub on the Park, which is right on the edge of London Fields. Ooh, um, so you can go to Nettle 360 and then go then to... Then you could go there. Uh, so it's right on the edge of like London Fields Park, which is really, really good. And it's just behind London Fields Overground Station, um, which is really, really good. Um, it's got a really nice pub, really good food, and like huge outside space. So that's really easy Sounds to get to. What was the next one? And then the next one, and the last one, because just going to kind of keep things more central, was the Angel, where we went for our last Pub Trotters meetup. Oh, that's so the Angel then. at Bermondsey. Oh. Um, I missed that one. How dare you? And um, the sunset came down. Yeah, it's got the Very best views of like the city and London Bridge because it's right on the river. Um, it's a Sam Smith's pub. Inside, it's like it's pretty old school on yeah. the inside. We love a Sam Smith pub, don't we? It's got a, it's got a te- like a little terrace around the back, but it's also got the bit adjacent where the wall is, where you can hang oh, out yeah. and have all the drinks. Yeah, I didn't go to the wall. It's terrible. It sounds like <laughs> Game of Thrones. There. Yeah, it does. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. go to the wall. Take the black. Yeah, but it's, that's a great pub for outside space. Super close to um, well, it's Bermondsey, but but also Tower Bridge, etc., etc. So it's good for tourists. That's a good tourist We have a burgeoning tourist listenership, so yeah. yeah. There we go. But that yeah. Good pubs. Good Lovely. pubs in the central vicinity. So that's our uh, summer pub roundup. Mm-hmm. Summer, summer, summer pubs. Beautiful. Summer pubs. Okay, so we're sat here now with Brian from the Manor of Walworth. So, Brian, do you just want to tell us a bit about the pub, um, why you work here, etc., and why people should come to this pub as well? Cool. Well, firstly, the pub, uh, we've been open since last April. Um, this venue was never a pub before, these used to be um, union offices and mm-hmm. right next door, which is now a hotel, was the mm-hmm. head labour offices up until Tony Blair moved from now wow. oh, right. oh, shiny that's, new business that's, that's, in the 90s. That's really cool. That recent? Yeah, yeah, it was nothing in between, uh, it was mm-hmm. a squat for a little bit. Oh. But, um, Excellent, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and a little bit of a punk squattage yeah, that going was, on. That was about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it gives the venue a kind of like a bit of a different look mm-hmm. to like your standard. Especially from the outside. Like I've never been here before yeah. and when I was coming up I was thinking, is that is that the pub? Is that not the pub? Yeah. And then I saw the board outside and I was like, Yes, it's definitely, it's definitely a pub. The pub. I didn't expect to see a pub down here, I'll be honest with you, walking down the street. It doesn't strike me as a very pubby place, mm-hmm. but I guess is there many other pubs in the area? There's there's two or three like really well established old kind of locals pubs mm-hmm. further down. Um the Elfland Castle. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the closest one if you head mm-hmm. head more central. Mm-hmm. Um, there actually hopefully be a third one in between us and the elephant soon mm-hmm. called the pineapple. Just okay. there by the uh, pizza place. Yeah, yeah. At the end. yeah, yeah. Again, that one would be like a never a pub venue mm-hmm. before. It used to be a mm-hmm. shop. Mm-hmm. So that's in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you definitely got the advantage of the outside space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the garden's absolutely unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. There's very, very few pubs. Once you start getting this central, very few yeah. pubs can afford mm-hmm. a space like yeah, that. Yeah, we've actually spoken about that in the podcast <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah, I, I've worked in a lot of pubs where it's like three benches outside on the street. Yeah. That's all you got, yeah. so we're so lucky. Here. And it's really sunny. It's a really hot day today. It's like 32 degrees and it's full sun out there in that garden, which is great. 
um, because it's not overshadowed. You would think that you'd be overshadowed by the buildings yeah. at the yeah. back no, and no, stuff. We're but really, really lucky. And yeah. it's it's really big. I would say it's it's the equivalent outside as it is inside, essentially. Really? Yeah, pretty much. I just I mean on the like yeah. the floor space. I know this has got a couple of floors inside, but the the footprint outside is probably as big. Yeah, you've got like a, a restaurant upstairs as well, don't you? Or is that? We'll have a restaurant um, coming soon. <laughs> coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming soon. So the the room itself is ready to go. Mm. We've been using that as a function room. So if anyone wants to like rent out for a party, we have a lot of uh, local community groups have meetings up there, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the actual kitchen kitchen itself, the cookers and that isn't mm-hmm. ready to go yet. Okay, but it yeah. will be. But watch the space. It will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we're here at the moment now is after the summer, mm-hmm. which is why we've got these. Uh, Flipping pickle outside. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Like the, little, uh, uh, the guys were regular customers here who have done kind of like this sort of thing. Little kitchens, and we had a chat, so that'll be here now. For oh, that's really nice that they yeah. were punters. Yeah, yeah, here, it was an informal conversation. That's really nice. And that you have like community groups coming in as well. I mean, do you have do you, like what kind of community groups would come in? Do you know? um, there's a couple of recently we've done. Um, we done an event here. There was uh, the Women's Equality Party together mm-hmm. with a women's football team had a talk it. about <laughs> the history of women's football. And, uh, Very topical with yeah, the, with really the lionesses into the yeah, yeah. It was only I'd say a couple of weeks before the World Cup kicked off. That's great. But um, by, by the time this comes to cropped out though, we'll, we'll know whether they're world champions yeah, or not though. Find out. Yeah. No, that's really good that it's it's like it's it's a you know it's a place to come and meet and socialise, but also got that real community feel that people can come and use this space. Yeah, I mean Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there's a good chance if you come in and ask, like we upstairs will be available. Some mm-hmm. of the um, arts groups from across the road have used mm-hmm. it for little things because. Yeah, we don't charge, so they can come yeah. in meeting ten people. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, don't charge. People. I mean, that, 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 that's that's few and far between, and coming to the central Absolutely. center of London. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. six minutes walks from Elephant and Castle. We're so close to the center of yeah. London. But it strikes me as a bit of a winter bar. Like I can imagine sitting there's a big fireplace there, sitting there with like a hot whiskey, maybe pint of Guinness, mm. or you know. That's just you any day of the week, mate. No, I wouldn't do. A pint, I, I, wouldn't do I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do a pint of Guinness on a day like this. I'm just freaking asking for trouble. But yeah, the pub definitely still works in the winter. It can get mm-hmm. nice and cozy in there. Yeah. Sunday roast pub is something that comes up a lot. A lot of people say we look ah, like a Sunday roast pub, and I that would definitely, yeah, I can see that. Definitely part of the menu when it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially when we have our grim October to what April. <laughs> you yeah. just need May. to be indoors. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be indoors. Yeah. Yeah. Great garden, but you know you need that yeah. kind of vibe. No, it's yeah. it's really it's really good, and it's really nice to see that you've got a lot of other stuff going on than just the. Just the pub just aspect. Yeah, you've got loads going on. Yeah, absolutely. So, we've got a question. What was the first beer you've ever tasted? And we've asked this question to quite a few people. First beer, first mm. good beer. <laughs> That's first a good, beer. No, first just beer. straight up first beer. I would imagine it was Heineken. Um, AB and Bev. There you go. <laughs> an AB and Bev special. I don't really remember because that's good. An older member of the family bought it for me, and I was under eighteen, so I we'll didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a pretty standard story, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Heineken. It's it was in Ireland, so if it wasn't Heineken, it was Budweiser. But the only mm-hmm. things you get in most bars. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're you're ahead of me. I think mine was a three liter Frosty Jack. So yeah. <laughs> so how long do you think maybe from you know? thinking about Heineken etc to actually getting into maybe some more specialist beers one of the f- 
first bars I worked in back home was maybe 1920 mm -hmm. and uh, we just had a small range on the side mm -hmm. of things like we had the Erdinger core range, one or two Belgians, mm -hmm. and it was Erdinger. I tried Erdinger mm -hmm. by accident because this pub was selling it and a uh, pub I worked in. Mm -hmm. um, and that was it. Yeah, that was mm -hmm. the first time I think beer went from like something to drink with your mates to something that might actually have varying flavours and different yeah. things you can try. Have a big wedge of lemon in there or? Uh, did we, we had the whole lot. We had the Erdinger Dunkels as well so I could try mm -hmm. that. As I said, like I never knew that one brewery had more than one kind yeah. of beer. I thought yeah. Heineken done Heineken, Amstel done Amstel. Yeah. And that was it. So yeah, that was that was kind of mind blowing. Yeah, that was uh, that was probably a similar similar thing to me. I don't think I really understood about different beers until maybe like my mid twenties. But is it something yeah, that so. happened with the event of us all growing up? Because like, I mean, for example, you're talking about like tenants and the like. They still just do tenants. It's the whole like explosion of craft beer means that breweries like Guinness are like branching out mm. and doing stuff like their East Indian Porter or their mm -hmm. Hop House 13 and mm. stuff like that. I mean, I think it's about the world becoming smaller and that it's more access. We're more demanding, and Roxy. I'm more, I'm more demanding. We want more good beer now. Variety. I want. Yeah, I but even a lot of the breweries that we thought were only one beer breweries in England and Ireland. Yeah. And my first trip to the Netherlands, like Heineken do a dark beer, Heineken yeah, yeah, do yeah. a vice beer. Like, mm -hmm. I think it was, yeah, it just, I, I don't know what it was about, about. I think, yeah, essentially, like, if on the continent, there was, there's been far more exploration into yeah. that before and it's just within you know UK and Ireland it's just you know that's what you're served yeah. and that's what you get and that and that was and you, it and you'll like it and you will bloody like it you know living in Yorkshire all you got was a lager a bitter and then a Guinness essentially yeah. And, yeah. and you know that's what I grew up on and that's that's all I knew that existed um, I didn't yeah. even know I think I knew about like essentially at craft cider early because my mum lived in Normandy for a while where they do great mm. great ciders yeah. and and she um, when I got a little bit older introduced me to some ideas of uh, some Belgian beers because she lived in Belgium uh. as well I think it was mainly just because I saw her really pissed drinking some delirium tremens and I was like what is this devil juice <laughs> yeah um at probably about 16 but yeah it just you didn't really know about it no. just you just drank whatever was there I think it was it's even harder in Ireland to introduce craft beer because Ireland didn't even have the regional brewery system mm -hmm. there isn't like at least Yorkshire had like Bit black sheep. Ales and yeah 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 Bit black sheep. it was the same beers no matter what city what town you went mm -hmm. to uh, Franciscan Well Rebel Red was the first time yeah. I heard of um, mm -hmm. like a town having its own beer. Mm. And like it's good that. to see that actually Franciscan Wells actually made it to England as well. Like you're yeah. seeing it more and more in pubs uh, mm. and actually chain pubs. But I think it's quite nice that everybody, when, I, when I've been listening to this as well, everybody's first beer is always generally something pretty shit. I think it's like a rite of passage. Yeah, I think that so. you start on the shit and then you actually go, mm, maybe I want a bit of flavour. I think it just shows how, even when you're a child, how powerful branding is, because you probably mm. go for Heineken, because you've seen a million ads if you mm. watch, like, Champions League yeah. or something. Yeah. And, yeah. Go for the big brands. That's bit a good point, actually. Yeah. 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 I think Foster's Swill. was my first drink, and I remember the hats, because Australian Day. Yeah, I think, I think I might have had, like, a Carling. Ooh, good I lord. Know. I know. I'm going to be a snob, but that's the worst one I've ever heard. Do you think it's I know, I think it maybe was. Well, do you remember Reading and Leeds Fest was sponsored by Carling for a long time, there and I started go. going there when I was 16, so it could well have been a Carling. I do apologise. 
Oh, don't apologise. <laughs> apologise to your audience. Apologise to your liver. Yeah. Uh, that it was a car name. So, next question. Da, 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 da. Roxy, are you going with the question? I can do. Um, so, what would be your beer of the month if you had to pick one? My beer of the month at the moment is Orbit's Batiki Sour. Mm. Um, I've, I've had that, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely loved Mad Hatter's Tzatziki mm. Sour and it's heartbroken when they, they shut mm. down and then recently found out that the head brewers come down to Orbit mm-hmm. and restarted his beer there which I love mm-hmm. and it then turns out that Orbit's like a 15 minute walk from here at the moment. Club yeah. Trotter's coming soon yeah. at Orbit Brewery. <laughs> and did you say it was a, a tzatziki sour? Yeah. Really? Like, like the Greek yogurt yeah. thing? Yeah, it's yeah. so what? good. Yeah. Things it's that really should not be good. made into beer. You're no. ready to convince me here. It's, it was, it's <laughs> one of my all favourites. Really? And now they've added a bit of beetroot to it. And uh, it's also lovely. It I is. Like, it's t- really nice. Before you got here, Brian, we were talking about like licorice raspberry sour. So there's like two beers that like, I would never touch if I just saw the menu. Mm-hmm. But a tzatziki? I've had some bad experience with raspberry sours. Is mm. um, in too that, tart? That sounds uh, no. <laughs> In terms of selling them a couple of years mm-hmm. back in uh, another venue, it's a very, very hard one to get right. I won't mm-hmm. name names, but a couple of breweries done some really, really foul-smelling raspberries. Very, very, very good of you not to yeah. name yeah. and shame. No, but no, the tzatziki sour, I'm, I'm on Brian's side here. It's very, very good. Right yeah, yeah, a friend um, bought some uh, for his couple about a year ago or what something. What does it taste like? It's, so you know the sourness that you get from tzatziki? I guess. Yeah, it's it's got that sort of light like yogurt sour kind flavour. Minty kind of minty, yeah, definitely yeah. minty and cucumber. Good, very good, strong, yeah, very yeah. cucumbery. But instead, but the cucumbery. That's the first time I've used that. Cucumbery. So it's a great adjective. Cucumbery can verify that one. Um, but the sort of the sourness, it's that's it's quite it's got quite a dry sort of finish to it. I think. As yeah, well. and it is—it's a fantastic summer beer. I actually—I was lucky enough to do the day mm-hmm. shift last Saturday because they—they opened the tap room until six, mm-hmm. so I managed to run down about five o'clock just, just to get, get loads of them. Yeah, get your fill. Class. Yeah. Brian is number one ambassador for tzatziki sours. There yeah. we go. It's good. No, try it. He's working, for, he's working for the Greeks. Yeah, you need—you <laughs> need it. You need to try it. It is really good. I've not tried it. So yeah. let's go. Right. Okay. Like so raspberry and licorice and tzatziki sour. Yeah. Shall we talk about the beer that we're currently drinking? Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. So let's do a little sip. Do yeah. communal sip. Mm. Everyone sipping together. Which works really well on the podcast. Yeah, because we have to mm. actually make like noises that you never make when you're drinking. Yes. What are you talking about now? You do that all the time. Yeah, Whatever you're drinking, mm, just yeah. like this, mm, mm, all the time. <laughs> what were we thinking? So I, I didn't want to say this because I don't want to sound like a philistine, but there used to be, in, in our student union in Queens and Belfast, they used to do these like two bottles for a fiver, and I don't know what the beer was called, but it had like a monk on the front and he held like a flag and a beer. Kind of like maybe like a star pramen kind of vibe. There's been a lot of monk chat on a this shit, shitload of monk chat, but <laughs> on this, uh, on this podcast. On this podcast. But it just it, there's a little taste off that that is kind of like it, but it's a much nicer beer than that. That doesn't help. I haven't described Bit, it at all. Bitter and smooth. It's, it's exactly. It's got a dry finish, definitely. Wow. To it. You guys are for a level. If what you're describing was genuinely like a Belgian beer because it's got a monk on it. I don't know. They, I they, don't this, think at a student's union this, it would be genuine. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> they, they sold leaven, so you, oh, yeah. 
Costume <laughs> Sorry, Brian was making a very eloquent point there, and you said you really interrupted him. I can say a lot of people, even though this is like an English blonde ale, get reminded of Belgian and German ah. beers. So put us out of our misery. What are we drinking? Ansbach and Hobbs Day's um, Yellow nice. Rabbit. Yellow very Rabbit, nice. Which you can only get. They brewed it for us. You can only get it here oh. and in there. Exclusive. exclusive. Yeah, very Brian's good. It's brought an exclusive. You guys yeah, be making a name for yourselves if you can get someone to brew you an exclusive beer. Yeah, I mean, we, we quite often, um, we, we have a rotational line that we quite often use friends back. So we worked with them a lot mm. and we said, why not? Let's just do this together. I It was about two weeks before I started, so I didn't get to go down for the brew day, which sounded oh, like an awful good. lot of fun. But, um, yeah, you can only get it here and down in there. So, so it's called Yellow Taffer. Rabbit. Yellow Rabbit. It's a and happy it's, blonde ale. And it's a happy so. blonde ale. And only available at the Manor of Walworth people. Get down. Elephant get, and Castle. Get your ass down here. <laughs> Big time. Also only seven or eight cakes left. Oh, okay. By the time get down this, sharpish. Yeah. Yeah. By the time this gets cut, there'll probably only be one keg left. So just get down here pretty quickly. Yeah. It's quite it's an easy drink. It's, I like it. It's easy. Yeah. It's not it's not particularly to my taste, but that's a personal thing. I'm not going to say it's a bad beer. I'd happily do a pint of that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan it. of it. I don't think I would naturally choose this, but having tasted it, I really like it. I think it's really nice. That's been a theme of the day, hasn't it? That we, you try things that you're not... Yeah, that you wouldn't, wouldn't be drawn yeah, to normally. That's, that's, the yeah. that's the world of beer. That's beer. the beauty of beer, like, you know, learning something about yourself. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, get out. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> hey... Niall's thought of the day. It's like Jerry Springer, isn't it? Am I learning about beer or is beer learning about me? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Can we cut this bit out? Too far, no. too far. No, I'm going to keep cut going. The, cut this bit out. <laughs> this is another six points in kind of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a, we need to cut now out the podcast hey, kind of conversation. You're like, it's gone like... too philosophical right now. Yeah. So, um, I guess we've come to the end. Yeah. It's been a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. We've had a great time. Yeah. Thanks very much, Brian. Yeah, thanks, Brian. For hosting us. No problem. For giving us a half pint and a good insight into the world of beer around Elephant Castle. Yeah, and also the Manor of Walworth, which is super... It's got more layers than you would expect. I get the feeling that this is going to become a bit of an institution in this area. I think so. I think it could happen. Definitely. You can see it. Oh, sorry. Carry on. I just said it's got some super interesting stuff going yeah. on. Everyone should come down. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for coming. And yep. cheers. Okay. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Bye now. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. You can find more information about the bars and beers discussed on our website, pubtrotters.wordpress.com. And you can also find us on all social media at pubtrotters. Until, Until next time. time.